technology. And we're, we're going to look at that for the first time today. And it's crazy because that's just how college basketball has been this season for sure. But we're here to give you a break. <laughs> we're here to. We said it. We said it uh, last week. Stone in the water. <laughs> we said it. We said it. We said it two weeks ago um, that we're we're giving you a break from the Chiefs talk. We're giving you a break from the Chiefs talk today. And if you if you don't want, I mean, if it was my first title in 50 years, I probably wouldn't stop listening to it. So you know what? I get it. I get it. Uh, but there's a lot that's been going on. The Big East is a conference that we don't really cover a whole lot here on Tuesday Takeover, but it's just might be the best conference in basketball right now. It's incredible. Uh, we're going to try and look at that certainly here coming up at the new AP poll. Um, but wow, congratulations to the Chiefs for sure. Now we move into the other breaking news that happened over the weekend, over the past really 24 hours. Um, it was just announced today, actually. And Nolan and I, this is something we didn't want to see happen, but it, it happened. We said it here on Tuesday Takeover that we expected it to happen. Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State's head football coach, announced today that he is stepping down from his role as the Spartans head coach. Um, he was there for 13 seasons. He won three Big Ten championships, won a Rose Bowl, um, and he won more games than any coach in program history. And, yeah, so he says he's uh, stepping down. He said, I've, I have made a way for my family uh, must now become my priority at this time in my life. So he's just stepping away. He wasn't fired. He wasn't asked to resign, any of those things. He is just wanting to be with his family. We ex kind of expected this to happen. I mean, you can kind of say all that. I, w I wanted to be with my family. I believe it. I'm not questioning that. I just, I kind of sensed that they were ready to move in a new direction. Well, yeah, and, it, it, you know, in, in the Big Ten, especially in football, it, it's a pretty dominant conference. It's a pretty top-heavy conference, and if you can't manage to find your way right. to beat the top part of that conference and really reign supreme, I mean, Really, you just kind of know when it's time to, you know, let go of the reins and be like, all right, you know what? I have the most wins in school history. I have a good resume. You know, I, I, I've done everything that I've done as a coach in my tenure. It's time for them to find somebody else, see what they can do, see if they can go in a new direction. And that's just kind of the reality of the Big Ten. If you can't beat Penn State and Ohio State, well – you're fighting for second or third or fourth. Right. And that's just kind of the reality of it. So, I mean, yeah, you and I hit it on the nose. We said with five or six games left in the season, don't be surprised if D'Antonio's out of there by the end of the year yep. just because they had performed to such a – they were on a lower level this year than many people Which expected them to a be. a lot of teams, what they had that season wasn't awful. I mean, what, they went 6-6, six and six, made it to a bowl game. Um, but for the Big Ten, for Michigan State, it's beating that team in blue and gold, and then of Ohio course, State. and then of course Ohio State. So the coaching search is on in the Big Ten. Um, as of right now, defensive coordinator Mike Tressel has been named the Spartan the Spartans' acting head coach as the school searches for a permanent replacement. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they 
if they switch something up and maybe they go after a D coordinator right, and move him up just to keep the experience, you know, within that coaching staff that was already there, much like at Ohio State. When Urban Meyer left, their offensive coordinator essentially just okay. got moved okay. up into that head coach. spot. hey, that spot. worked out for them. And sure did. Not <laughs> a national title, but right. they got pretty far. They were, yeah, they were, I think, probably, arguably – I think actually not even – they were the third best team in the nation, no doubt, this yeah, season. for sure. So that's the biggest news that's been occurring like we always like to do here on Tuesday Takeover, kind of break down what happened over the weekend before we really dive into college hoops, which will dominate the rest of our show here. Chiefs, congratulations on winning the Super Bowl for all of you going to the parade tomorrow. Get there early because get there right it's going to be, be a sea of red. Yeah. I mean, if you get got there, there right now, now, I don't think anyone would disagree with that logic. No, just pitch a tent <laughs> up there on the Liberty on the Memorial of Union Station. Uh, and just, you know, sleep there. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing. But, you know, if you're Hey, really it's your first Chiefs title Nation, in 50 years. So hey, You'll brave I, the cold. And that's what's – Just real, to look at Patrick Mahomes. That's what I think is really crazy to me is – that the weather's not supposed to be spectacular tomorrow, but people don't care. Literally, no one's going to care. That place is going to be awesome. Well, that's how it was for. Uh, actually, no, it ended up being a pretty nice day pretty for, nice the for the Royals parade, right? Which was surprising, surprising. because that was in <laughs> October. Exactly. Pretty. Sur- so I mean, yeah, pretty surprising. But yeah, congratulations to the Chiefs, and um, we'll see what happens with Michigan State. Obviously, Nolan and I won't be here to talk about that um, next season. But if a coach is announced by um, May, before Nolan and I are sadly gone, then we'll obviously update that as it continues. But when we come back, we're looking at the college basketball AP poll. I'm talking college hoops the rest of the show. You're listening to Tuesday Takeover on X106. Welcome back. Tuesday Takeover here on X106. Austin Wee Norton and Nolan Burks here with you as we're talking college hoops right here for the next one, two hours really, two, one hour and 45 minutes if you want to be completely exact. Shockingly, over the weekend, I don't know, what what's more shocking? The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl or that it was above 50 degrees on Sunday? I, I honestly can't, can't tell you what was more in, incredible to me. Well, <laughs> pro- <laughs> probably the 50 degrees thing. I mean, I truly. The groundhog, the groundhog did see his shadow. Or he, he did, did not see his shadow. Right, right. So. Hey, 50, deg- 50 degrees is fine by me. Truly. Not today, though. It's uh, freezing today. I did not think I would see grass here in Maryville till probably close to March. Yeah. So, <laughs> well go. done. Yes. Now, like we were just talking, probably going to snow here in the next, I don't know, however A couple long. hours. <sighs> well, welcome back. College Hoops is about that same reaction right now. It's just... IDK. I don't um, know. Surprisingly, not a whole lot of shakeup in the top uh, six, seven teams, which is rare. Uh, still there in the top seven, it's Baylor at one, Gonzaga, KU, San Diego State, only undefeated team, Louisville at five, Dayton at six, Duke at seven. Uh, and then Florida State dropped back three spots. That was really the biggest one over the weekend was they lost to um, – wow, who did they lose to? It was like on Tuesday night, I think, is who they lost um, – I'm kidding, I think to who. Uh, anyway, they're number Pitt. eight now. Pitt. Pitt, yeah. See? <laughs> you, you, literally, you literally no, no, could no, no, have no. said – They lost to Virginia. 
Ah, Virginia. Virginia. Okay, that's right, because yes. Nolan and I here a week from today, last week, we said, where is Virginia? Where have they been? And then, of course, that they night. They beat a top five. They beat literally the number five team in the nation. You're like, oh, there they are. Yeah, they beat or they lost to Virginia <laughs> and then won the next two against Virginia Tech and uh, North Carolina. Yeah, so that's the rest of the top ten there is Maryland and Villanova. Maryland jumped up quite a bit. Yeah, Maryland jumped up six spots with their win over Iowa, um, a game Nolan and I went back and forth on. By the way, uh, we'll talk about this here in a little bit. We'll say Nolan another strong week picks-wise. Not as impressive as the week before, but that was pretty tough to top. Seton Hall at 12, Auburn at 11. Auburn with their impressive game day win over Kentucky. We'll talk about that, obviously. West Virginia at 13, Oregon 14, Kentucky, Michigan State, Iowa, LSU, Butler, and Illinois is your top 20. And then 21 to 25, Creighton, Penn State, Arizona, Colorado, and Houston. Well, it's just – and at the end of the show today, that's when we're going to look at the bracketology – see where these seeds are. We're going to pick some matchups that if the season ended right now would be really intriguing. There's a lot to choose from. But you look at the top 25 here, it's just such a wide array of conferences that are represented. Well, and that's what they were talking about with the who the number one seeds would be right now. Right. How, how tough that would be. Two Big 12 teams as one seeds – uh, Gonzaga, a mid-major in San Diego State. Right. Like that, that would be your 4-1 seed well, right they now. Were even, Just they, think about that. They would even discuss how San Diego State would overpower Gonzaga for a 1 seed, and they would make Gonzaga a 2 seed and have those two teams be in the same region, San Diego State and Gonzaga. Wow. Just that because would be crazy. they represent kind of the same region that they would typically right, right. put them in. Yeah, uh, and the so West region. It wouldn't make sense to put Gonzaga at a one seed anywhere else. But at the same time, do you have to if they remain, if these teams run the table the rest of the year? Maybe. But uh, I don't know. I think without question, if San Diego State goes undefeated, they. And San Diego, if you right? look at San I mean, Diego State's uh, remaining schedule, they're going to run. They should run the table. Yes. They should easily run the table and that's why they're saying that Gonzaga would get overpowered and they would be a two seed and then they would make the Wait, five isn't, seed isn't Gonzaga's that stre- may be. isn't Gonzaga's strength of schedule more impressive because to me it is based on well this season yeah this season for sure uh just because of who they played early on in the tournaments and all that. Right. Whereas San Diego State hasn't really played anybody of that caliber. You know, Gonzaga ran into Duke, ran into Michigan. And so, I mean, that was right, a right. fantastic start to your season for Gonzaga, yeah. which they Gonzaga don't usually Gonzaga defeated see. Texas A&M, number 11 Oregon at the time, lost to Michigan, defeated number 22 Washington at the time, number 15 Arizona, North Carolina, I mean, they did. Did they ever play Duke? They must. That was last year. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it already though their their schedule. To me, that's a more impressive. Like even with one loss, that's more impressive than San Diego State. Maybe I I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm. And that's where it's kind that, of a to- but... that's where it's kind of a toss up. Where that's why it would be interesting to see who would get the number one seat out of those two for the West region. Simply right. because do you take into 
consideration that Gonzaga has had a tougher schedule early, whereas San Diego State hasn't really had a tough schedule at all. They've had a few closer games, but nothing, you know, scary. Yeah, so, I mean, you look – we talked about we were talking about the wide array of representation inside of the AP poll. You look at it just in the top ten, just in ten teams, you look at two from the Big 12, two from other conferences in Gonzaga and in, uh, – in San Diego State. So there's three conferences in the top four. Um, Louisville, ACC, so there's the fourth conference. Dayton, there's another mid-major. mid-major conference. So there's five conferences inside of the top six. Duke in the ACC, Florida State in the ACC, Maryland in the Big Ten, there's six, and then Villanova in the Big in East. The Big East. There are seven different conferences represented inside of the top ten. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. It really is. I think I love it, though. I really and, do. And really. It's going to make brackets so interesting and really, because you where could, do you put people? Exactly. And you could seriously make an argument for Auburn being the 10th team over Villanova. If it were me voting, I'd probably put Auburn over Villanova. And Villanova just lost to Creighton. Um, Auburn just beat Kentucky. But it would yeah. have been quite a jump for Auburn. But. Yeah, if you wanted to look at it inside of the top spots. inside of the top eleven, there are eight conferences represented. Yeah, three mid-major conferences, and then there's three from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, one from the Big East, and two from the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, that is just so crazy. And you go further down, that's where you kind of right, start right. to see a little bit more of a. There's dominance. a lot of Big Ten, and there's a lot of. Big East. Yeah, there's let's a talk, lot. Yeah. Let's talk about the Big East because we'll talk about the Big Ten, obviously, throughout the rest of the show as that's one of the primary conferences we cover here. But the Big East, you have Villanova at 10, Seton Hall at 12, you have uh, Butler at 19, Creighton at 21, and really you could put Marquette right there. They're receiving votes. Um, just it is a crazy conference right now. Um, I think there's a lot of teams – that could make it uh, in the bracket this this season. And really, there are a lot – I think there are quite a few teams from the Big East that could make a run, largely because they are all playing each other, and each and every one of them are really darn good. I think right now you're looking at five, maybe six teams if Xavier or Providence wants to get in there and get serious. Well, yeah, and if – and right now, Xavier is probably one of the biggest disappointments because... And they're only 14-8, and eight, which exactly, is awful. Which, if a bad year in the Big East is 14-8 and eight this year... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at St. John's, you look at Georgetown, you look at DePaul, 13-9, and 13-10. Yeah. I mean, the worst record on there is 12-10 from Providence, but they're still ahead of St. John's and Georgetown and DePaul. So, I mean, this, this conference is going to be one to watch this year. Um, I'd like to mention all six of those teams I just talked about are all separated within three games of each other. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's really it's really going to come down to, you know, one or two games who can really win in certain situations. And uh, Seton Hall kind of built themselves a cushion just a little bit, but now Villanova and Creighton have kind of fought their way back and made it more interesting. I, I mean, folks – I know that March is still a month away, but it's already. But now the countdown is beginning. <laughs> because now, if you think about it, they got a month of regular season basketball and conference right. play left 
before they start putting you into the bracket. And this is when it really starts to ramp up and you see a lot more movement. You know, I'm, I'm not really surprised that the with the poll, not that much movement happened within that top 10, nothing True. major, you know, right here in the middle part of the season. But you start getting down to maybe two or three weeks but before March. It's, it's That's cr- when stuff starts to move around and pieces can be placed in different spots simply because and it's conference and play gets more interesting. It's absolutely wild because the top four teams didn't move, but every single other team from 5 to 25 all moved. Every single one of them moved at least up a couple of spots or down. Well, if you think about every it. Every single one. How many how many ranked teams lost this past weekend? On one day actually, on Saturday. Saturday was one of the craziest. There was, what seven or eight ranked teams and three of them came out of the Big East? Yeah. It I, I Saturday mean, was one of the craziest days and We'll talk about that in the and it's second only hour. Go- so, it's only going to get more crazy. So we're going to talk about that right now, actually, what kind of transpired over the weekend. So there are three conferences, again, that we look at, if you're just now tuning in, Austin McNaught and Nolan Burks, that we look at primarily here on Tuesday Takeover, the Big Ten, uh, Big 12, and SEC, due to the local teams of those prospective conferences. So we'll start back like what we did. We'll start a week ago from today. Uh, which was the 28th of two, of January. That's where we're going back to, where Rutgers got a big win at home. They do not lose at home over Purdue, 70-63. to 63, And then Michigan, not to a whole lot of surprise, went to Lincoln and defeated Nebraska in what was a close game for a little bit, 79-68. to 68. Michigan ended their losing streak. But Rutgers right now, I don't know if I'd want to play this team in in the tournament. Like to be honest, I don't know if I'd want to play any of the the two conferences that I'm most fearful of. If I'm uh, a team in the com in the Big Dance, are a team from the Big East and a team from the Big Ten. And why? Even if it's even if it's a seven seed or something like that, I'm scared because the the caliber of each of these teams conference schedules are second to none i mean you look at Rutgers, for example look at the i mean some of the teams they've played um and of course iowa and michigan and illinois and some of these there's the list goes on and on and on for the big 10 but that's a good win on the road just like that they're 16 and 5 7 and 3 in conference play um i don't know an impressive win yeah absolutely and i think I think they they kind of had a tough uh, rest of of the week, and, and and we'll we'll get to that. You know, having to go on the road to Michigan, right. and then you know tonight on the road at Maryland. Yeah. So it's it's like I said, no, we got a. It's week. similar to the MIAA. There's no exactly. there's no games. You, we got a, <laughs> we got a week where there was hardly any movement. You didn't see anything major, even with those three Big East losses. It still it did not Everything move that much. Shifted. It just kind of, you saw teams replace, replace each, each other, other in certain exactly. spots. Yeah, exactly. Now is where you're starting to see games become even bigger because now Rutgers has to go and win against Maryland if they're going to keep ahead in that race. So uh, yeah, but that first win against Purdue I think is a big one, and they're kind of solidifying their their team mentality at home, and they're making it tough where teams that go to them 
are going to have a tough test, right. but on the road is where they're really going to have to prove how good of a team they are. By the way, how did you do on your picks? This week I went 25-5 and five on this show. Still pretty good. Uh, so overall I'm 47-9 and nine on this show. And then well done. So I, I mean, we're not done on on weekend sports kickoff. We still got two more games tonight for that. Gotcha. But yeah, here I went twenty five and five. So I got you. Not too bad. No, no, not <laughs> not no. too bad for college basketball. No, it's uh, not too bad. Wednesday, the 29th of January, Michigan State defeated Northwestern. Not really a surprise there. Nope. Penn State, a very underrated team. They're number twenty four in the nation now. They defeated a what was kind of a pretty hot Indiana team, 64-49. to 49. Really handled them. Well, really you, handled them. I think them. you and I have both discussed that uh, Indiana is a lot tougher at home. For sure. So when they go on the road, they're not as intimidating, especially with this very underrated Penn State team. Very. Um, I think now they're starting to get some recognition. Yeah, even though, you know, they're 5-4. You never and think four. of them being that great in basketball, but well, no, here they are. No, but – and I mean – they're five and four in in Big Ten play. Well, actually, now they're six and four because they beat Nebraska, which we will talk about. And then they're on the road at Michigan State tonight, so they get another chance to kind of get back in the race as well. So uh, definitely a big win against Indiana, though, because that's always a tough contest to you know play a team like Indiana. They've got a very good resume, so it, it really and they've got a identity to them that makes it tough, but. Uh, Penn State clearly had their number. We look at Thursday, the 30th, Iowa falling on the road to Maryland. This is the surprise for me. This is one you got wrong. Where yeah, you took Maryland. And I took Maryland. Anthony Cowan Jr. put up 31 points. Luca Garza with 21 for the Hawkeyes. 82-72 final score. Maryland led by four at the half and extended it to ten at the end of the game. They play well at home. They're a very well-coached team. You know what Iowa tends to do is they'll be down and they'll come right back, but Maryland didn't let them. Well, no, and this is another team. I've discussed the whole mask idea with Auburn, how they have two losses, but those two losses really – just kind of threw them out of everybody's view. Whereas Maryland was the number And Maryland was what, number three, three team in the country. And then they lost they four. Lost, yeah. Everyone's like, ah. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you know what? Aside. Maybe they're not that good. They're 17 and four, seven and three in Big Ten play based on that game. And they got another. <laughs> I mean, they have another big one tonight because they get Rutgers at home. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really just kind of. Uh, a team that has a mask over them right now, and they're oh, well, maybe they're not the good. Well, yeah, they are. They just had a, a little bit of a rough patch, but they started to find it again. I mean, you limit Luca Garza, the one of the probably one of the front runners for Player of the Year right, right now, right. to four mm-hmm. rebounds. Definitely a Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, you lead, you limit him to four rebounds in that game. That tells me that you were working hard to limit him and getting second chance opportunities. Now, he did get his 21 points, but that's a norm for him with the four rebounds, I think, is huge, and Maryland just played them all. Well, you look at like Maryland like we were talking. I mean, they lost back-to-back against Penn State, which is now 
they were unranked at the time, which now looks like a good They're loss. They're 22 seed now. Right. You look at Seton Hall is who they lost to by four. That's the number, what, 12 team in the country right now. And then you look at Iowa. On the road, they lost to Iowa. 17. And then they lost the on the road to Wisconsin. That's probably their worst loss of the season. On the road to Wisconsin by two points. If you look at the rest of it now, it's like, stop. We need to stop writing Maryland off. They're still definitely right there belonging inside the top ten, and now they're back inside of the top ten. So it's just, yeah, I think knowing what you were just saying hits it to a T. They kind of wrote them off when they lose to back, those couple back-to-back games, but <laughs> three out of those four losses are not bad losses at all. Well, no, so, no. So the, it's, it's still a very a very well-developed team, and they've – they, they fell off just a little bit. You know, four years ago, this Maryland team was scary. Mm-hmm. They're really, really good. And right. I think they're I think they back at that level, honestly, and they might even be better. They just had a rough patch. So I don't think they should be completely, <clears throat> completely you know, thrown off because of that because they're still 7-3 and three in Big Ten play. Exactly. So, so now we go to Saturday, <laughs> which Ooh. it starts with the craziness right here in the Big Ten where Wisconsin – they defeated Michigan State. And Jacob, yet again, has proven us all wrong because every one of us said that Michigan State was back in, their, back in their groove, and then they go and do this. Yep, lost by one, 64-63. So there's one ranked team going down. Penn State took care of business against Nebraska, 76-64. But then... <laughs> Michigan defeats Rutgers 69-63. Um, I, Brandon Johns Jr., he had 20 points, 7 rebounds. So there went Rutgers, probably, and they went out of the top 25. And so there you go. There's t- two ranked teams right there in the Big Ten going down on Saturday. 